you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. and lead us into the throne. And why don't you give a great big shout out to our praise team. The last uh, couple of weeks, a couple of services, Sister Ashley has been sick, so I had to lead, and I told her, no more sickness. Do not get sick again. I'm glad that she's better. I just want to say it's great to have my cousins, Brittany, Brooklyn and Kinsley, all the way from Arkansas. I know, I know it's nothing to do with a birthday. They came to see me, and I'm I'm honored that you would do that. Thank you so much. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord, all of our visitors. Thank you so much for being with us. You've come to the right place on the right day. God's going to show up and do something great. Amen. If you have your Bibles. I'd like to draw your attention to two passages of Scripture, 2 Chronicles 36, verse number 22, and then I'll be taking your attentions, attention to Romans chapter 4. just want to preach a simple thought into your hearing today, but I just felt led of the Spirit to share with you what I believe that God has laid on my heart. 2 Chronicles 36, 22. And the word of the Lord says now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, and he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me. And he hath charged me to build him an house in Jerusalem, which is in Judea, or Judah rather, who is there among you of all his people. The Lord his God be with him and let him go up. Romans chapter 4, verse 21 And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Aren't you glad that God never speaks anything that he can't do? Aren't you glad that the voice of God speaks things into existence? It speaks death into life. It speaks uh, sickness into wholeness because God always keeps his word. I want to speak to you for the next few moments on this subject, a God who keeps his word. A God who keeps his word. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands, and would you ask God to speak in this house right now? 
Come on, would you lift your voice and ask God to speak to us? Oh, God, we need you today. God, we need you this hour. God, speak to us in this house. Let your word go forth and accomplish that which you sent it for. Let it rest in the ears and the hearts of your people. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. You turn to your neighbor real quick as you're seated and say, he's a God who keeps his word. I am preaching to you today about a God who keeps his word. And it doesn't matter how bizarre. It doesn't matter how bad or how impossible the situation may be. It doesn't matter the circumstance that you may be facing this morning. You see, we've got to understand that we are living in a day, in a time when, as far as the world is concerned, there's not much that we can count on. Moral compasses are shifting. Hollywood is doing its best to redefine what God has ordained. People are calling good evil they're calling evil good. We are living in a time where there are wars and there are rumors of wars. And just like Luke wrote in chapter 21 of his gospel, men's hearts are failing them for fear. There's not much in this world that we are able to stand on. Though all these things along with numerous others have made life in this world full of uncertainty, there is still one thing that you can depend on, and that is that God keeps His Word. You can trust God. You can stand on His Word. If He says it, then it will be so. Because it was Paul, as I've already read to you, that wrote in Romans chapter 4, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he also is able to perform. Scripture would let us to know that not only is God able to perform, but God is also determined to perform. For God is not a man that he should lie. If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. But you can put your life in his hands this morning. You can trust him in every situation and in every circumstance because God keeps his word. I don't care this morning how hopeless it may seem. I don't care how much in despair you may be today. And I don't care how dark your night. But I've come to preach to someone that if God has ever spoken a word into your spirit, he is able to perform it. He will keep his word. He will bring it to pass. circumstances that are so far beyond the realm of possibility of anything that you and I could ever experience so so that we will understand that if it can happen here there then it can happen here it are given they are given to us to understand that if he did it for them he can do the same thing for you you can pick a myriad of stories all throughout scripture and say my lord that was an impossible situation i can't believe that god was able to do that for them but i want you to know that if God did it for them, God can do it for you. There's no sickness that's too great for God. There is no impossibility that's too great for God. There's no darkness too dark that God can't speak light into that situation. God keeps his word. Israel had been marched away by the Assyrians and 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 uh 
has disappeared seemingly from history. They were gone never to recover again. This It was not uncommon in that day. In fact, it was the way of nations at that time that when they conquered a rival nation, they would not allow them to remain in that land for the fear that one day they would rise up again and begin to rebel. They would burn their cities to the ground. They would destroy their farms and their crops. They would march them away into captivity. They would absorb them, if you would, into the culture and the lifestyle of that conquering nation. They would simply swallow them up. And this is exactly what happened to the nation of Israel. And now as Judah's turn, Nebuchadnezzar, along with the Babylonian army, has pounded the walls down and burned the gates with fire. They had brought the nation of Judah to their knees. There is only one thing that can be said about it. Most of us look at it and say it's too late for Jerusalem and it's too late for Judah. They they will never live again. They will never overcome what has happened to them. Their sins have caught up with them. There is no hope and there is no way out for them because things will never be the same again. Their long history has finally come to an end, and there is no glimmer of hope. But there is one thing that stands between utter, utter defeat. There is one thing that stands between them and ever and ever taking another breath as a nation. And that one thing is that God said, I'll call you back out and I will set you up again. And I've come to preach to somebody in this house today and tell you that there is only one thing that stands between you and utter defeat. There is only one thing that stands between you and death in your life. There is only one thing between you and despair. There's only one thing that's between you and utter destruction. And is that is that God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. The spoken word of God. Because when 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 man begins to speak, when man begins to work, death is certain. Death, the death in flesh is, is certain. But when God begins to speak into a situation, I don't care today how long you've been struggling with it. I don't care how, how long you've been dealing with it. I don't care how long you've been carrying it around. But God is in this house today, and he's going to speak into your life life. He's going to speak into your situation. And when God begins to speak, something can happen. When God begins to speak, nothing is impossible. When God begins to speak, it brings life into your situation. Those of you that are here today, I know what you're facing. I know what you've been struggling with. And I know that it's been some time for some of you. You've been carrying it around. You've been weary with the fight. You've been weary with the struggle. And, and, and some of you maybe have, have come today and say, well, I'm just going to give it one more chance. If I, can't, if I can't get an answer today, then I don't know what's going to happen. But listen to this preacher. I've come to tell you this morning that God is in the house, that God is about to speak life where there was death. God is about to speak healing where there is sickness. God is about to speak wholeness into your life. And all you have to do is just stand upon the word of God because if he said it he can do it if he said it he is able to perform it and not only is he able to but he is determined to perform his word come on somebody clap your hands and give God praise can look at some situations that took place, and if I allow myself to think about it, Brother Brandon, I can, I can say I don't know how I ever made it through. 
And I can also say I don't know how I made it through, let alone how I ever kept my mind. Because the truth of the matter is that when life begins to happen, when the enemy begins to work, it is a, a trying time. It is a dark time. It is a struggle. Can I get a witness in the house? It is a struggle. There is fear. There is real fear that takes place when the enemy comes in and begins to mess with your life. He begins to mess with your family. He begins to mess with your health. But but I, I come to tell somebody, I don't know why, I didn't plan on saying this today, but I've come to tell somebody, it doesn't matter how loud the voice of the enemy is. It doesn't matter what he does to you. He does not have the final word. He can't, t- he can't. My God, he can't take your life. He can't take your health. He can't do anything. He is not the final word, but God is the final word. And God is about to step in on the scene and say, and say I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you free. I don't care how bad it This is about as deep as it's going to get this morning. God keeps his word. There is nothing else to discuss. There's nothing else to question. It's not a, it's not a question of will he. It's a, it's a question of when will he because he will keep his word. I don't care if he spoke it to you eight years ago or 80 years ago. It may not have come to pass yet, but if God spoke it, you can stand on it. If God spoke it, you can believe it. It will. Look at somebody and say it will come to pass. Come on, look at somebody and say it will come to pass. He told them again and again, everything is going to be okay. He told you again and again that everything's going to be okay. Yes, there's going to be a night. Yes, there is going to be weeping, but there is also joy that's coming in the morning. Ezekiel, Ezekiel saw it. He was called up by God. He was called up by God and placed on a hill overlooking a valley full of bones. Not just bones, but dead, dry bones, the Bible says. Not just dead, dry bones, but scattered bones. They were scattered all over the valley that he was looking at. It wasn't just dead, but it was chaotic. Hear me today. How many have ever found yourself in a place where it wasn't just death, but it was chaos all around? You could have you could have dealt with death a little better than the chaos, but it was chaos. The enemy was fighting you on every hand. This is exactly what Ezekiel was seeing. The valley for this situation. There was no way possible that this could ever be rectified. And God asked Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Listen, Ezekiel was a man of God. He spoke the word of the Lord. He knew God. He walked with God. He heard from God. He knew what his voice sounded like. He had an insight into God that that few people had, but even he saw the possibility. He saw in himself perhaps as a situation that they're going to be gone by then. Because when Ezekiel replied, he could have said yes. He could have said no. But he was very diplomatic in his response and he said, for you. And maybe somebody asked you, do you think that God can do it? And your response was, well, no, I don't think so. Only God 
ability. You don't really believe that he can, or maybe it's that you don't believe he can, but that you just don't know that he's going to do it for you. And you just begin to say, well, only God knows. Only God can do it. This is the situation that Ezekiel found himself in when he said, I I don't have a clue, but only you know. what I'm facing. Hear me today. You are here. You've tried everything that you know to try. You've tried to fix it on your own. You've tried to make it better. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You've tried to make it better on your own. You've gone everywhere and done everything that you know to do. And and you, there's still no, no, uh, n- no change in your situation. But I've come to tell you today that if you will just put that situation in the hand of the one who keeps his word. If you can take what you're going through and lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I can't do it on my own. In fact, I'm tired of trying. But if you can somehow get your your need into the hands of the Lord, and when God begins to speak over that need, it will change. Healing will come. Deliverance will come at the word of the Lord. change, God, you're going to have to change it because it's bigger than I am. It's beyond my talent. It's greater than my ability. I could never do it. So if it happens, it will have to be you that takes care of it. Let me tell somebody in this house today about that situation that you never thought would turn around. Let me tell you about the one who you thought would never be saved. Let me speak about the the healing that you thought would never take place in your body. Let me tell you about the promise that you received from God that for so long you wrote off as just wishful thinking. When it does, it won't be your doing. It won't be my doing. But when it happens, it's going to be because God spoke over it. It's nothing that you're going to be able to do on your own. the only one that can get the glory from it. God told Elisha to preach to the bones. And after all, he was a prophet with what he was about and what he knew and what he did. He was not an expert on the skeletal structure of a human being. But God said, I didn't bring you here because you were an expert on anatomy. But I brought you here because you know the word and you know what the word can do. And he said, bring these bones, the word of the Lord. Bring the word in contact 
with the problem and there will be a change to the situation. Bring the word in the middle of the situation and it can't help but be fixed. Bring the word in touch touch to where it hurts in your life. Bring the word to that lost place. Bring the word to give order to chaos. Bring the word to bring life where there is. Sometimes I just have to go to God and be silent and allow Him to speak life into my situation. I'm, I'm here to, to encourage somebody today. You, you've, you've, you've beat your brow. You've, you've prayed countless hours. You, you've soaked the pillow many a nights in prayer and weeping over that lost family member. You, you've cried and you've wondered why God was doing it for somebody else, but he wasn't doing it for you. And you've, you've asked God again and again, why? Why not me? Why is it this way? Why am I dealing with this? But listen, God sometimes just wants us to be silent in order to allow him to speak a word. Because there are some times, and I'm speaking to myself, there are some times, Sister Newcomer, that God has to chide me and say, I'm trying to speak, but you won't let me. I'm trying to speak, but I can't get a word in edgewise because all you're doing is complaining about what you're going through. All you're doing is telling me how hurt you are, how disappointed you are, how chaotic everything is. Don't you think that God knows what you're going through? Don't you think that God knows how chaotic it is? But God's saying, if you'll just be silent for a little while, if you will just quiet down and let me take care of it, I'll begin to speak into that situation. I will begin to speak my word. And when I speak my word, you better hold on, honey, because something is getting ready to change. When I speak, healing is getting ready to come. When I speak, somebody today that when God speaks, things can't help but change. When God speaks, things can't help but be different. And when let me tell you this, when God speaks, you can't help but be different. seeing something. I, I can imagine that, that, that passion begin to fade, that faith begin to drop, that inspiration begin to dwindle. Because, and then just like we do, we take on a different life. Because we are living in a day, in a world, with a fast-paced society. I want it done, and this is the time frame that I want it done in. 
us and say you and saying that you are not the author and the finisher. You are not the creator. You are not the healer. You're not the deliverer. He is saying, I will do it, but I will do it in my time. Sometimes God just has to make us wait a little bit to see how far we are willing to go in our trust in him. He's trying to see how far we're willing to go in the silence. Ezekiel kept speaking, though nothing may have been happening. He didn't give up. He didn't remain silent. He didn't allow what he was seeing to stop him. And as he began to speak to the death that was all around him, there was a stirring. And before long, a finger came from over there, and a wrist came from over there. An arm bone came and connected with the shoulder bone. A leg bone and connected came and connected with a foot. A rib cage connected with a backbone. And a, a skull came rolling and was connected to the brain stem. And before long, all the pieces started clinking together. But somebody needs to hear this preacher this morning, you want to bring order into your chaos, then you hold on to the word that God has spoken to you. You don't let it go. You don't let that word go for anything. You don't, it doesn't matter if it happens today or if it happens tomorrow. You keep speaking the word of the Lord. You keep praying the word of the Lord. And before long, when nothing is happening, things will begin to stir. Things will begin to shake and God will put everything together. The fact that the bones were put together wasn't enough in itself. He said there had to be a spark of something that too could never be by itself. So his answer was still the same. He said, Lord, thou knowest. Because although I've already seen this happen, although I've already seen the chaos put back together, although I've seen these bones from all four corners of this valley and be put together. Although I've already seen the power of your word. He said, I'm not foolish enough to think that I can handle it all by myself. If they live, God, you're already there. Thou knowest. And God said to him, it's going to take the word because the word holds my power. So this time, he said, I want you to speak to the wind, Ezekiel. You know what God was really saying here, don't you? He was saying, preach to their breath. Preach to that which life, that, that which would bring life out of death. 
to bear on the Spirit. The Word is the only thing that reaches into the flesh. The Word is the only thing that reaches into the emptiness. The Word is the only thing that reaches into the dryness. And the Word is the only thing that reaches into the chaos. spirit realm where life really comes from. And the word holds the two together. When that which gives life touches They were still dead, but Ezekiel kept preaching the word of the Lord. The word kept going out, and suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind that blew through the valley and that began to fill, fill the lungs and the, the lungs of those dead, dry bodies. It began to blow to, into the chaos and, the, and into this order, and it began to breathe life into what was dead. And now it brought order because that which had been dead and scattered and hopeless that the church of the living God is ready to stand up on her feet, a mighty army in this last day, because the word has declared it, the word has made it so, and God always keeps his word. You are part of a mighty army that is, is, is in this world to be a light in this world. We are here to bring to help bring order to chaos. It's nothing that we can do, but it's when the church of the living God begins to stand and let out the breath that God has breathed into us and we begin to speak the word of the Lord. It can't help but change the world around us. It can't help but change the chaos. church to cower in the corner and say, I'll let somebody else do it. But it's time for the church to arise. I'm speaking to every Christian in this house, every Holy Ghost filled believer that, 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 that you have God living on the inside of you. I'm speaking to you this morning and say that we need to unite together. God has begun to speak the word and we need to unite together and stand up and to begin to declare the word of the Lord. You declare the word over your lost family. You declare the word of the Lord over this lost city. You declare the word of the Lord over that co-worker. You declare the word of the Lord over that situation in your life because it's the word of God that works. It's, somebody shout it works. I'm quickly drawing to a close. The Bible says that the Lord stirred the heart of Cyrus. You've got to understand that more than a generation had come and gone. They had been long forgotten. They should have been, they should have disappeared. They should have been, they should have amounted to nothing. But the Lord said, I'm going to bring out, bring them out of their graves. I'm going to bring them back to their land so, so they can say that the Lord blessed Instead of destroying everything that was 
semblance of what the nation used to be. And instead of leaving its territory unused and its wealth forever lost, they say he had an insight to know that one who tills land, that no one, rather, tills land like the people who own it and love it. So if he could send those people back to live in that place once again, they would rebuild their cities and reestablish commerce. They would once again plow, plant, and harvest in their home fields. And all would be owned by him because their loyalty would be to him because he had loved them well. That is what historians say. They say that Cyrus changed the course of human history. That's what they say. But I want to tell you that they're wrong. Cyrus didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, man, I've got a great idea. I'm going to send those Jews back home and let them rebuild their nation, and I'll get rich off of them. It wasn't that at all. But one day a preacher came and said, I have something that I want you to do for Cyrus. If you turn to the book of Isaiah, the word of the Lord, and it reads like this. Thus saith the Lord my Redeemer, and he that formed thee out from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretch forth the heavens alone, and spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. I am he that confirmeth the word of his servant and performeth the counsel of his messengers. I am he that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited. In the cities of Judah, I say, Ye shall be built, and I will rise up the decayed places. that says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shall be built, and to the temple thy foundations shall be laid. Understand that before Cyrus was ever born, God said, there's coming a day my word is going to be the only thing between my people and complete annihilation. It made no sense whatsoever that another God would come on this earth. He wouldn't be speaking and be able to perform that. There is somebody here that what God has spoken God promised you could never, ever come to pass. But I've come to preach to you and tell you that I have a God who speaks the word and hell cannot stop it. History can't change it. Your past can't preclude it. But it is God and God alone. And before you are ever born, before you are ever a twinkle in your mom and dad's eye, God spoke his word over you. And he knew that what you were going to face, he knew what you were going to go through. And he sent his preacher here today to tell you simply, God keeps his word. said, any God that can do that has got my allegiance. I'm going to do what he says. 
Cyrus said, I'm going to step out in faith. If that God said it, then I, it must be so. So here's my order. He said, the God of heaven that gave me my throne and my kingdom, he told me to build his temple and to build the city. So anybody who wants to go back, anybody who wants to see that which was dead live again, he said, get up and go. healing that he wants you to walk in. He's giving you a glimpse into the physical healing that he wants to pour out and he wants to remind you that what he has spoken to you whether it was five seconds ago or five minutes ago five years ago is not it, then it's going to come to pass. If God said that you're going to be healed, then you're going to be healed. If God said, I can deliver you and I will deliver you, guess what? You're going to be delivered. And that thing that you struggled with, or you're never going to struggle with again because God keeps his word. Yes, I'm talking about a restoration of that broken relationship. Yes, today. understand the others were healed, but they were still missing limbs. They were healed, but there was still an ear missing. Maybe there was a nose missing. They weren't whole, but because the one returned to God, God made him whole. I'm here to tell somebody in this house, he doesn't just want to heal you, but he wants to make you whole. He doesn't want him to just heal that relationship, but he wants to make that relationship perfectly whole in this place because he's always keeps his word. So today, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you need from God. But there is a God in this house that's speaking. He's already spoken to you, perhaps. He's already told you what he wanted to do in your life. Maybe he spoke to you 30 years ago and you've just kind of given up hope and you've thought, well, it ain't ever going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. But there is a God that is in this house. Not only has he spoken to you in the past, but he is speaking into this house right now. And somebody needs to grab a hold of the word of the Lord. Somebody needs to take it to the bank because if he speaks it, it's going to happen. So whatever he is speaking to you today, if you're sick in your body and he's speaking healing, then you need to run down to this altar and grab a hold of that word and say, God, I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to cast it to the waste. 
this time. But God, I'm trusting you that if you spoke it, that you're going to bring it to pass. Maybe you're just struggling in your relationship with God, but God is speaking in this house, and you need to run to this altar and grab a hold of the Word of God and say, I'm not going to let it go until it comes to pass. I'm not going to let it go until it happens. How many need a miracle in your life today? Come on, let me see your hands. How many need a miracle in your life today? You need to step out from where you are because God's speaking in this house right now. And God's saying that He is able to perform a miracle. And not only is He able, but He desires to do a miracle in your life. You need to come to this altar and grab a hold of the Word of the Lord and say, God, God, it hadn't happened yet. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to take place. I don't know if it's going to be today or tomorrow. But God, I'm going to believe your Word because if you spoke it, it's going to come to pass. Come on, why don't you step out from where you are right now? Come on, step out in faith from where you are right now. Oh, look at this today. Come on, step out from where you are. Come on, Mama. God gave you a word about that lost child. You need to step out from where you are and say, God, I've never let go of that word, but you spoke it, and it's going to come to pass. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I believe that it's going to come to pass. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. God's speaking to somebody in this house. Come on, somebody's facing a choice in life. And you don't know what to do, but God's speaking to you right now. God's beginning to bring clarity into your, your, your life and bringing clarity into that decision that you need to make. You need to trust the word of the Lord.